And that daughter's about to have a baby induction tomorrow night. So we're going to still have the live because, you know, it's going to take a while. Has she had it yet? No, she's going to be induced at 6 p.m. tomorrow. So we'll we'll see her tomorrow. I mean, the day after. Yeah. Yeah, that's painful. I know. I've had so many. All right. So tell us about, first of all, tell us about the car crash. Or you you can say anything you want. And Ginger, if you want to jump in anytime you can, of course. Okay. Well, and I think Michelle is still kind of looking confused, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear this. I've been looking forward to this. Me too. Oh, I'm so excited to hear this. I'm so happy. Well, I'm kind of nervous, so I made some notes in case, you know. <laughs> don't be nervous. We're all family here. I don't want to miss anything to tell you. So it, it really started on a Memorial weekend, and um we weren't feeling really well, and we thought, well, we wanted to go see our son because my husband's birthday was nearby, and thought we'd go and celebrate that. So we went to Reno, Nevada, where he lived, and that night we said, you know, let's just go home tomorrow. We just feel like we need to go home. And so we, you know, went to dinner with him and told him we just decided to leave. So the next morning we got up and we start to leave, and my husband is diabetic also. So um, we got in the car to take off, and he's such a good driver, so he always drove the mountains. Well, we get up on the pass, and he's going too close to a truck. And so it's like, whoa, Vern, you're so close to that truck. And he says, oh, I think I fell asleep. Oh, my goodness. We've only been in the car about 15 minutes. Just pull over and let me drive. So he said, yeah, I think I will. So he pulled over and I drove. We got down to the end of the mountains, down into the valley, Brown Valley Springs, and uh, driven that path many, many times. And uh, he said, you know, I'll drive the rest of the way. I, I rested and I feel good. You get some rest. I said, okay. Well, I don't go to sleep in a moving car, but I did lay back and try to rest. And I felt the car pick up speed. And so I looked and I said, oh, my gosh, you're going off the road. And he was asleep, I guess, or knocked out because he just moaned, you know, just. Well, was his sugar low? Did he have hypoglycemia, you think? I don't. Well, he just had a snack, so I don't know. He you never know. It's different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah never know. Yeah. He just passed out. And mm. so, and I think when I said, you're going off the road, I think it woke him up enough he pressed on the accelerator because instead of the brake because it went faster and faster. And went off the road and there was a car coming toward us that saw it. That's how we know what happened. But it went off the road, it went into an embankment and flipped upside down, went over three times. The car landed right side up and it was flat, just flat as could be. We were bent over in the car, but I all I remembered was hearing the metal crunch, you mm. know, and I had thrown my arms up in the air uh, as we were going off, which not a good thing to do. It left me paralyzed because of that. Mm. But um, so the uh, I guess they called the highway patrol and they came and said, don't expect live bodies. But. I, in the meantime, was pulled out of the car, and I could look down and see the bodies. I could see myself and wow. my husband. 
in the car, and it was <laughs> really, you know, kind of shocked me. It was like, whoa, we, what's going on, you know? Mm. And I didn't have a uh, floating feeling or anything. It was just like, it was okay to be there, you know? Mm. And I thought, uh, I wonder what's happening. And then a voice said to me, you're okay, you know? Was it a male voice or a female voice? Or could you tell? So interesting. I couldn't tell if it was male or female. It was a very mellow, uh, just a uh, kind of a deep, but not a deep voice, you know? Yeah. And uh, uh, very direct. You knew this person was in charge, you know? And so then all of a sudden I was swooped away from there. The next thing I saw was buildings around me. Um, I didn't go in the buildings, but I was around the buildings, still floating. And the next thought I had was, I'm home. I've been here before. Oh. It was strange. And everything was just so beautiful. And everything was so bright. Not sunlight bright, but bright. Didn't hurt for your eyes, yeah. but everything was white, bright as could be. And um, uh, uh, I lost my train of thought there for a second. Um, You're doing great, Gail. You're great. And the, the, the buildings, what they were made out of. Yeah, the, the buildings were energetic. Yeah, energy around me. It, it was, everything was energy. I could feel it. I didn't understand it, but I could feel it. And uh, voices, and I knew there were two. I don't know why I knew this, because I thought I only heard one voice, but I knew there were two energies around me. One of them was hugging me. I felt arms around me, you know, consoling me. And um, they told me that my body was very broken. They said, your body is very broken. Um, Do you want to stay in this life? First they said, you love your life. And I said, yes, I do. And they said, do you want to stay in this life? And I said, yes, very much so. And they said, okay, you will, but you're going to have a very long recovery. Mm. And uh, and I did, like 16 years still going. but, um, anyway, they um, kept, well, I saw people too, and I thought it was my grandmother, but it was like an outline of people. It wasn't, it really wasn't even an outline because I couldn't make out faces, but I could make out body shape, you know. And, um, but they didn't talk to me. They started coming toward me. And when I said I was going to stay here, they backed off. Oh. So it's like I was Party's on. off. We're not gonna have the well the, the homecoming yeah. party, guys. Yeah. Put away the cake and the keg. No cake, no keg. Yeah, she's going back. Party's over. <laughs> but um everything was telepathic. Yeah, everything was telepathic. I didn't see any mouths move, you know, and I didn't get to see them. But yet I knew there were two of them. And I couldn't believe how light we are there. Mm. It's like not physically light. I mean, um, emotionally, oh. um, there's no burden. There's no, uh, 
there's no heaviness, you know. Didn't realize how heavy we are here. And I mean, really just yeah. weighted down with yeah. our motives and our spirit is just heavy here. Yeah. And there, it was just so light and so happy. I mean, really, really happy. Like a, like a child when they see their first Christmas. That's what it felt like. You know, it's like, this is wonderful. And I thought, why did I stay I to stay here? You know, but it was kind of like, I, it wasn't really my choice. It was like, they let me know that that's what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, the way they put it to me. Do you want to stay here? So it's like, okay, yeah, I do. You know, but but you would have had a choice, right? I mean, Eric, would she have had? Does she would she have had free will? And this was just a recommendation for her. Um, in, in in her case, in her case, yes, but not everybody has it quite that way. So yeah. that that was Gail's experience. Okay. Yeah. Did you regret that decision ultimately, or not? I wondered about that, I, you know, because I thought, why did I say that? Because yeah. for one thing, my, my family was in the back of my mind, too. You yeah. Know? yeah. I'm not sure my husband could have handled it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But these thoughts were going so quickly that I didn't really have time to think it through. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, okay, I'm staying. Yes, I want to stay. Yes, yeah. I love my life, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, But then you see how wonderful it is there. And and now when people pass away, I look at it so differently because mm-hmm. when you look at them and they kind of have a smile on their face, I know what they're seeing. You know, it's like, wow. So you probably had no, maybe you never did, but you probably have no fear of death now. No. For yourself, even. No. And, uh, you know, my husband, I lost him five years ago, but uh, before he passed away, he used to ask me, are you sure that was real? Are you sure that's what happened? He knows now. Yeah, he does. And I thought about that. I said, well, he does now. Well, of course, Ginger has talked to him, and he said, yeah, it's just like what you said, you know. But um, it's just a a marvelous feeling, and and, uh, when I came back, all I could think of is that I need to tell everybody, you know, and I was trying to tell my other daughter was at the emergency room when they brought me in, and I thought I was telling her. She said my jaw was broken, and she couldn't make out what I was saying, (laughs) but uh, I was trying to tell her, we've got to tell everybody. They don't know. You know, I've got to tell them, you know, but yeah, and then uh, of course, I was out for nine days on life support, but uh, everybody was worried about me, and the doctors just told the kids yeah. didn't expect me to make it, you know, mm-hmm. so be prepared for that. So they were concerned about when I'd wake up because I had tubes in me and ventilator and all that, mm-hmm. and they, you know, mother will panic for sure because, mm-hmm. you know, that's me. And, uh, but I woke up, I wasn't panicked because... I knew that everything was going to be okay. They had told me, but I couldn't tell anybody because my mouth was wired shut. Oh, gosh. So I couldn't tell anyone until I could write. Well, one arm was paralyzed, one arm was broken, and a cast. So oh, right. You know, and you can't talk, you can't communicate. So I had to lay there and just know what I knew and couldn't tell anybody, you know. For how long? Yeah, it's it just really something getting to be there and, and see that and 
and um, have them talk to me and, and tell me, you know, um, well, yeah, I, gonna... I want to ask you about the buildings because Eric talked about those buildings too. And Eric, you said that they actually, well, maybe not all of them, but the buildings are made of actual spirits, the energetic body of, of spirits that morph and change. You yeah. said that in your, in your book, My Life After Death. Is that what she was seeing when she saw ener- the buildings were energy, or is it something different? He says they're alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Living buildings. Mm-hmm. Like oh. Yeah. Living cities. Wow. Living I didn't understand what they were. I just knew that they were, you know, energy. And so, yeah, that makes sense. What about the they're colors? Living. Were the colors, the sounds, you want to describe anything else? <sighs> The colors of the buildings, to me, they were white. Of any, of, of the afterlife at all, any part of the afterlife. Yeah, uh, landscaping was, had color. It was beautiful, mm. absolutely vibrant. We don't, you know, there's so many things there that we don't have the English language for. Yeah. We don't have words to explain it, you know. Mm. At least I don't. You know? No, most people don't. Yeah, but it's just, it's. I wish everybody could experience it without having to stay. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, we eventually will. <laughs> so, Eric, who who was that first voice, that androgynous, not female, not male voice, that talked to her after the crash, after she left her body? Uh, he's saying that the, the higher self and a guardian angel, but he also says God's presence. Oh. God's presence was with him. See that? And that's what I said when I, because I tried to, when I got to where I could write, I wanted to write it down, so I was afraid I'd forget, which I found you don't forget any of this. Wow. If it just happens, you never forget. Yeah, it's not like a dream where you forget five minutes later. Oh, yeah, Yeah. right. Yeah, you never forget. And I know I've heard doctors say, oh, it's a medication, that's why they thought that, or this happened to their brain, that's why they thought No. No. When it happens to you, you know it's real. And, you know, there's no doubt in your mind at yeah. all that it's real. It's, it's just really something I'm thankful that I got to experience it and be here. But um, did you have any other questions? Yeah, who were the other two people that hung around you energetically? Yeah, see, I don't know. I call them angels. Like, I call it the higher source or God and the and angels. Because my grandmother grew up. Yeah, my grandmother growing up, she's very spiritual, and uh, she's very psychic, and she always told me, she said, uh, God has angels, and they'll always be with you, you know, and they'll take care of you and watch over you. So I always remembered that as a child, you know, growing up. And so when I heard them, then that's what I thought. And when they put their arms around me, uh, it was like a, a comforting that you just know you're safe. You know, everything's going to be okay. Eric, was this her, one of them, her guardian angel? That hugged her and, uh, of the two people? That's right. That's right. Who was the other one? Another type of angel? Yeah. A, an archangel? A, I mean, a, a guide, spirit guide, family member? Um, he's, actually, um, there's three that I pick up around you with God's presence. And it's mm-hmm. like they're speaking in unison, and there mm-hmm. is a grandmother energy that's there, 
and there is angelic energy. Eric says uh, guardian angel, and he's saying like a teacher angel, mm. a teacher, mm. a guide, a, a guide or a teacher angel. Um, he says that like that's you. That's like you have an angelic vibration. So he's calling oh. you family, like your family. Oh, wow! Um, is he an earth angel? Wow, that's so rare. Yeah. Wow. Uh, generations of your family is very sensitive. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's very obvious that you're Ginger's mom. for some reason, I don't know. Yeah. 
And I said, I have to go home. I'm starting a new job. I want to go home. And so I said, all right, if you'll come back in one week, you must come back in one week. So I promised, right. And so I uh, didn't go back. And he called me and he said, I want to see you right now. All right. So I thought, peace, guy, you know. Pussy, pussy. Yeah. And so I went. And, of course, I took x-rays right away when I came in. And so then he said, well, I was prepared to tell you, you have less than three months to live. He said, but I'll show you your x-rays. And he showed me the one that he thought had cancer in it. And he showed me the ones of that day. And he said, so there must have been a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, we'll go with that. I knew there was yeah. that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is so incredible. Yeah, so things like that have happened to me, too. You know, yeah. You are a miracle. (laughs) Yeah. You're a miracle, and and sharing your story is sharing that miracle with all of us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Michelle, can you turn your volume up a little bit? Oh, why, yes, I can. Well, thank you. So, so Gail, can you describe, is there anything else you want to describe, like, Eric said the bark on the trees was alive and just cool stuff. The sounds were different. And, and is there anything uh, yeah. else you want to say? Everything was different. It was just so. In the words. Yeah, there's just not, there's no words for some of it to yeah. explain it. It's, it's just so beautiful and, and uh, so vibrant and so colorful mm. and so bright that, but it doesn't hurt your eyes. I mean, you'd think it would, but it doesn't hurt your eyes. It's just, beautiful and soft and everything is everything is soft did you see colors that we don't have here on earth yeah you do we we don't have them here we don't have anything here like there yeah you know, it's just yeah, eric said it's like mud like like uh, you know compared to like a layer of mud over what we see here compared to over there like yeah. drab no, he's saying clarity. It's like it's like having a, it's like I can see. And he right. shared something with me um, when I was on a lot of the opiates, and I went off when I finally got off of them. Yeah. I didn't realize how clouded things oh, yeah. were. Yeah. And what he's just showing me is: Do you remember, Michelle, that first day you were driving down the street and you were like, "Oh my God, these signs are so bright!" And oh wow. And he says it's very yeah. similar. It's like the, I could see everything so clear and beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is so clear, so clear, and everything is so full of love. It's just everything mm. is full of love, unconditional love. Did you feel like you had a chance to, to like, were you in this that moment of like, oh, I just want to look at this and hold on to this? Did did that ever cross your mind, or did everything just kind of happen so fast that? You well, know, it all really happened so fast, and then it was like later, I, oh, I wish I'd asked this. I wish I'd asked that, you yeah. know. I wish I could have stayed longer and seen more, you know. Mm-hmm. They put me back when the ambulance came. Yeah. And then I was back here hurting. Oh. Full <laughs> heaviness. It was terrible. Oh, well, and a lot, a lot of people, um, like from watching a lot of ND stories, and um, I hear a lot when people say uh, they have a hard time adjusting to life. 
mm-hmm. like adjusting to being in life after going to the other side. Did, did you have, like, I know you had a lot Great to question. with your body and everything. But I'm going to open the door for, for one of the dogs to run the crazy. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Did you find, Gail, that emotionally, mentally, did you struggle with bringing that information and adjusting to the real world again? Uh, um, I don't know that I have trouble adjusting other than I just didn't take things as seriously here. It's like yeah. uh, nothing is that important, you know. I, I tend to look at things like if this were the last day of my life, would it matter? Yeah. You know? Wow. And I, I'm saying that to people when they – so many people tend to come to me to just talk about their problems, you know, like I don't know. Why, but they do. Because you're a teacher healer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I asked them, well, if today was the last day on earth, would that be important to you? I mean, really, how important is that? Mm. I mean, some think about it, you know? It's not important. Yeah. So, um, it's just, that's the only thing I could think of that was really different for me other than I really love life. You know, I love life. Um, I just am very close to my family, you know. Um, Is that different? Have, do you love life even more than before? Or, and, yeah. and, or closer to your family than even before? Right. Yeah, I think wow. so. Yeah. Of course, like going through something like that, you find out what your family's made of, you know. Yeah. Know how, yeah. how strong my children are mm. and, you know. Like, and how loved you are. Yeah. 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 I mean, you all, you think, oh yeah, my kids love me, you know. But when something like that happens, you find out they really do love you. On a deep soul level, you know. Deep level. Yeah. So, but I I don't recall thinking much different other than that, you yeah. know, that really loving life and it it hurts me when I hear people not love life or mm-hmm. if they are struggling so hard and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be that hard, you know? No, nope. it and, never does. No. Yeah. And you want to tell them, but some you can tell and some you can't. And I know. They're not ready to hear it. But some people, they have to go through that because it's part of the human experience. They have to yeah. have an element of suffering, unfortunately. So, yeah. what do you think about uh, Eric? What, would she uh, be able to help, like grievers groups? My husband and I went to grief groups before, and it's like mm-hmm. I, I found found them more depressing, and we were oh. comforting and educating them, and it was just we, we didn't get anything out of it. But I mean, but but yeah. that's not the case with everybody. Some people get a lot out of these grief uh, grief groups. But I'm wondering if you sharing your story to grief groups, like, I wonder if that would help a lot of people. Um, some would be open, some wouldn't. But, Eric, right. what do you think about that? Eric just said, and, and I don't know um, if maybe you've had these conversations with Ginger, but Eric said that um, you and Ginger have an upcoming project together. In life. Oh, I can see that. Oh my God, Ginger channels the the spirit, and you describe the human that was on the other side, you know, and, and has you know have that perspective. That'd be kind of cool. Well, 
what he's saying is, it's, it's, yeah, there is, there's opportunity here, and he says they're, um, well, you're healers, and you're extremely powerful together. Yeah. And the amount of wisdom, and Eric says, both of you, um, because your experience, he says, there is a, a two sides to that. Not only do you have the wisdom of going to the other side, you also have the, um, gosh, there's so much. Uh, Eric says the perseverance of the healing. Um, Ginger has her connection to the spirit world and the perseverance through that difficulty in your family from her perspective. What he's showing me is there's so much that you could share with others to get through such challenging times. Yeah. And so there's going to be something that comes from this for the two of you. And he says, like, the seeds have been already dropped. The ginger must have something in her head. Or yes, she does. She yeah. said, she just told me I've been thinking about this. Yeah. <laughs> She's always yeah. planning. Yeah. Even when she was a child, she planned constantly. Yeah. <laughs> she either moved all my furniture someplace else when I came home from work. Uh. They'd all be on the same side of the house, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I had to leave it because she spread out with my blanket. <laughs> wow. Or like she met a lady that was parked out in front of her house eating her lunch, and Ginger walked. Ginger was only like five. She went out there and told the lady, "The lady is eating fish," and she said, "Oh, I was a fisherman in another life." Oh. The lady a heart attack practically. She ran up to the door with Ginger. She goes, "Do you know?" And she starts telling me about her. I said, "I know." <laughs> that is, come in. That's funny. <laughs> That is cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Uh, that is a, an amazing story, Gail. Thank you very much for Thank sharing. Thank you for sharing. And I hope you, you stay on if you're comfortable because people might want to ask um, questions. We have some callers, yeah. lots of them. Uh, but first, I promised somebody. Well, first of all, I want to know, uh, somebody sent me this YouTube about something called this terahertz frequency radiation therapy. T-E-R-A, Hertz, H-E-R-T-Z, frequency therapy. And uh, it blows frequencies and puts on your back and heals your back. I mean, I don't know. Is that really a real thing or is it just a bunch of bull? Eric says that um, it's similar to, I don't know if it's an apparatus. Like, he shows me a box, like wearing a box. No, no, it's, it's a wand. It's almost like a, it looks like a curling iron. And there's a cheaper one, and then there's a professional one, which is like uh, over $3,000. And there's, I don't know what else there is. But, um, yeah. It has, it has benefit to it. Yes, there's benefit to it. Um, of course, with belief, it's not the same. Like you were. Yeah, they say, these people do say belief has, has to uh, go in tandem with this. Okay, another question that from somebody who lives on the other side of the world in Finland. So cool. Her name is Gita Yazdi. So I, I promised her I'd ask this very simple question. Eric, am I in communication with Andromedans, Pleiadians, or tall, or tall white beings? I can feel I'm connected to someone. I have some hidden, probably hidden clairvoyant skills, possibly. So... Yeah, what about that? Andromedan, he mm. says. 
and um, he says that she has a, a a place or a seat on a ship. So um, the way he's showing it to me is she's got another version of herself that exists on a ship, oh, wow. and they're in communication with her. And so he's, like, giving the green light, yes, they are communicating with you, and, and continue to notice them, speak to them, uh, there's a lot of back and forth that's happening energetically, yeah. which will increase. But yes, it's a dramedon. That's very cool. And she says she feels like she's supposed to awaken people, like as some sort of job working with these beings to help awaken people. Just like Gail has awakened a lot of people listening. Yes. So. And said, um, write. And he's telling her, start writing now. Okay. Start writing what you're what, what you're experiencing, what you're thinking, what you're doing. Start writing it. Very cool. All right. Uh, are we ready to take a callers right now? Are you okay, Gail? Me too. I'm fine. Yes. He says, "You bet." You yeah, betcha. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take. And Ginger's there too. Jump in. Yeah, Ginger, jump in, of course. So we got somebody from the eight six. Zero area code. Hi there. How are you doing? Hi, Lisa. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Hi. Uh, hi, Michelle. Hi, Eric. So, hi. I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to fashion this into a question or a simple question. But I was recently diagnosed with cancer, which is just blowing my mind because I feel good. And yeah, metastatic adenocarcinoma. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your name is Carolyn. Last Carolyn, initial, right. Probably know that. Last initial R. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like, I'm so, I don't agree with Western chemotherapy. I think it's kind of barbaric. And I don't know what to do as far as treatment goes. I don't know. I guess I just want any advice Eric can give me. I don't even know how, what my question is. I just, it's such a big well, question. Let me, let me as a doctor ask a couple of questions. Where okay. is the primary of this metastatic adenocarcinoma? It can be breast, I lung. No, no, I'm I don't Eric. find, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, are you asking Eric that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, okay, liver, okay. Good. All sorts of things. The colon, uh, pancreas, where, where does it start? He's identifying the chest. The lung coverage. Yeah. So okay. I've talked to Carolyn off and on about lotus naltrexone, which is, you know, the why not drug. It's so safe. And it has been known to cure advanced stage, you know, pancreatic cancer even. But then we were talking about some of the dewormers because I think your daughter is a vet, right, Carolyn? Right. Yeah. So there's ivermectin that works in some cancers and seems to they're repurposing it. As a, a cancer drug yeah. now, along and with then other stuff, then dissolve. Would any of the we we can't really give medical advice, but should she look into any of those or an energy healer and you know what, Eric? Uh, ivermectin. Uh, he's also saying vitamin C infusion. Oh yeah. To look into that. Vitamin C. Okay. Um. Uh, food, he says your food. Um, really look at what you're eating as well. If you can get in touch um, with a naturopath. Oh, Ginger. 
Can you help her? Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. see, that'd be the yeah. perfect person. Yeah, that's that's, that's a, a big, a big thing to be mm-hmm. uh, looked at. Definitely, that can help. What What about IV alpha-lipoic acid? You know, intravenous. But I mean, you can also take it orally. But a lot of people with the immune system. Huh? Yeah. Anything that builds the immune system. Well, the ideal uh, acid is often used in concert with low-dose naltrexone. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't know how you find somebody to infusion in, in center. I don't know. Or can she get by with just oral? Uh, so what about the alpha-lipoic acid? Uh, oral's not going to be as strong. Yeah. All right. So... Okay, so finding a, a doctor or or infusion center, I don't know. You should. I didn't hear. I didn't hear the answer. Is that don't take the supplement? Where are you located? I'm in Maryland. You should be able to to find one because I know they've got them, you know, all over the place. You, you should be able to find one. Just to go on Google okay. and look for it. Eric says okay. there's one close to you. So cool. Oh. But yeah, so uh, and and get in touch with with Ginger. We're gonna put her Paula is gonna put her information in the description box because this is gonna end up being okay. A yep. All right, okay. Carolyn, we'll talk later, dude. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye Eric. Cool. Bye Michelle. Bye. Okay. So scary. Oh. All right, got somebody from the nine five four area code. Hi there. How you doing? Yes, hi. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for sharing your experience. Um, I wanted to tell you uh, right before my mom passed away, I had an experience as well um, that I had a spiritually transformative experience um, about a year before my mom passed away. Um, I was just exhausted, and I wasn't sleeping. It was like in between awake and asleep. I just went to this unbelievable garden. I was just, it wasn't as if I was a participant. I was a spectator. I was like just looking at miles and miles and miles of of grass and the flowers. There are no adjectives to describe the flowers and just everything. I mean, uh, I was just, but it's the feeling. I felt so complete and happy and whole again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just, I felt like I'm home. This is it. I'm home. I don't, I don't want to go yeah. anywhere. Yeah. I just, it was a state I, of consciousness. I'm wondering if um, this was your way to prepare yourself for your mother's death, maybe? Exactly, exactly. It was, yeah, it was definitely because my mother and I were so close yeah. And I lost my father when I was a teenager, and I went off the mm-hmm. deep end with alcohol. And oh, I think yeah. this was somebody, somebody came, and I was, well, I was 50 when I lost my mom, but I, I think somebody came, and I don't know who. I didn't see anyone. I didn't, you know, I was just in this state of being, in this state of consciousness, mm-hmm. going to this garden, and the colors are just, it was just, it, there are no adjectives to describe the feeling of, I felt completely loved. It, it Everything was love. I mean, it was just a place infused with love. And you got, you so got to sneak without dying, basically. 
you got almost like a lucid dream, I guess, right? Well, I, 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 it was, it was, I was, it was more real than me, than me sitting here now. I mean, it wasn't, it, I don't even know if it was a dream. I mean, it was just something that a place that I went to, I was exhausted. People say you can get to this place through meditation. Um, I don't even have, I, you know, my mind is so cluttered and shattered. I can't even, you know, but I just came to this place and then a year later, my mom passed away and I was yeah. completely okay. I was yeah. like, just like, I know, I know where she is. I know how yeah. she is. So, um, my yeah. daughter, and then my daughter was a little girl then and she remembered, she said, Oh, Ma, you're at the garden. Did you see the houses? Did you see the buildings? She was telling me about what she remembered before she came here. Oh, my so, God. You know, it's just, I mean, it was just incredible. And, you know, there's a story to be told and a, and a message to be told, and I'm 41 years sober, and I, I don't say that at meetings. Well, thank you. And I don't say that at meetings, but I, but I do, I did, I do have, I did. I was blessed in with many spiritual experiences, and I think that, you know, it, it's just amazing. It's healing. It's comforting, and it's yeah. there's a story to be told. And I think you have yeah. to, you know, you have to get the message out because too many people are so they're, they're so, so suffering. Under, they're under in the dark. dark. They're scared. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank yes. you for sharing and, your story. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome, and and God bless you all. And just um, you know, and thank you for sharing, you know, your story as well. I I appreciate listening because it, you know, makes me feel, <laughs> you know, that much more validation. <laughs> yeah. What is your first name, and where are you from? My my name is Sharon, and I'm from New York City. All right, Sharon. Thank you so much. That means a lot to a lot of our listeners, I'm sure, you know, and the people who are going to watch this on YouTube. So that. Thank yes. You, Sharon. Yes. And. Oh God, I hung up on her. Uh, <laughs> sorry, she had more to say. Hey, Sharon. Happy uh, Sharon. Happy yeah, love you. <laughs> All right, seven zero two Erica, what you got for us? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. How are oh, you? Hi, how you doing? This? <clears throat> I'm good. This is Jim from Las Vegas. How are you guys? Yeah, how are you guys hi. doing? 37 hi. up, Jim. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just wondering. I've uh, had a lot of weird dreams lately. I mean, I dream all the time anyway, but lately they've just gotten really, really strange. Really? I'm just wondering if Eric has any input as to what's going on with it. Not really disturbing. They're just so weird and so strange that just so they don't make sense. Yeah, yeah you know, I got and I keep all the time. like all of a sudden I'm writing with a giant pencil, you know, weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, makes no crazy. sense. And then, then I got to dream about unloading the dishwasher. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> so I keep a dream. Well, Jim, Jim, you are traveling, so you've got a mixture between there's some of your subconscious and there is some traveling, and some of your traveling goes into 
other dimensions and I say mm. other lifetimes, but whatever you're viewing is not necessarily like a, a lifetime like Earth. So you must be seeing some different things. Yeah, cool. I, I mean, I've seen, um, I've been around a lot of people in my dreams that I don't know here on Earth in this lifetime. So I figure mm-hmm. I go somewhere else. But just uh, this other lifetimes, past or future, uh, Eric, or is it, or is he visiting other star systems and both? Yeah, both, Ooh. both, and and I also get that there's there's going to be a something happen without a body with you, Jim. You haven't already been having that happen because there's oh, yeah. something with your your energy, um, like your vibration, something's shifting. Very cool. Sounds like it. Yeah, I kind of thought that because sometimes I get, you know, I wake up and I'm like, I'm beat. I'm just so tired after sleeping for hours. You've been busy. You've been busy. Traveling. Uh, I guess so. Thanks, Jim, for sharing that. I mean, you've got some fascinating things. Thanks, guys. Michelle, I'll talk to you on the 27th. Oh, oh, yeah. Awesome. All right. We've got somebody from the 310 area code. Same area code as my sister, Terry, in Topanga. What's up? How are you? Hello. How are you? Good. Hi. This is Nicola calling from Marina Del Rey. Thank you so much for all that you do. Um, I guess since you said this was going to be a fun radio uh, show, I thought I would ask Eric if he's been playing pranks on me. Probably. He's a rascal. <laughs> I apologize in advance. <laughs> well, there was a specific time where I, um, I, um, I was in class. I'm a sound healer, and I whispered Whoa. to Eric, like, please help me in class and um, there was a gentleman snoring and I said can you please get him to stop snoring and um, the man stopped snoring for a minute but then the Bluetooth speaker started um, it, it would say like it was trying to connect which is ne- that never happens so it was interrupting the session about four times and oh. so I don't know I just thought maybe that was Eric because I had just asked him to help me you know yeah, he likes to help and keep helping. Mm-hmm. Was that him messing with the Bluetooth? He loves messing with electronics. Yeah. Mhm. And he said he asked you if you want another prank. Do you? <laughs> um, sure. As long as you know. It's not cool yeah, sure. Why not? I have I have class tonight, so if he wants to uh, help then that would be awesome, too. Uh, any help I can get is always He's welcome. He's rolling up his sleeve, so. Awesome. <laughs> I remember uh, Jamie, Jamie Butler was having some big thing in front of an audience, and uh, and she was trans-channeling him, and I can't remember exactly, but he, through her, said something like, ta-da, here I am, and boom, thunder at the same time. I mean, really loud thunder. So he loves to mess with the electricity. <laughs> I love you, Eric. Nah. Oh. All right, well, let's go. Thank um, you. 
Thank you for sharing that, Nicole. We got somebody from the 775 area code. Hi, how are you? We got two 775 area codes. This is 775-437. I won't go further. Can you hear me? Hello? Hi, there you are. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I didn't think I got picked. Thank you very much. Hey, I have a question for Eric. Um, I'm adopted, and I've always wanted to know where I came from. And I wondered well, on the other side, name? I'd be able to meet who what's your first name? is my family. Jackie. Jackie, okay. And Jackie. what was your question again? I am adopted, and I wonder right. if I will be able to meet my real family on the other side. Ooh. Will you be able to meet your family on the other side? Right. My blood family. Biological family. Right. A father and mother. Right. Yes. And do you do you know anything about them? Because you have siblings. There's there's two no. that are siblings in spirit. Oh, they're in spirit. Yeah. There's two. They're showing two in spirit, oh. um, like like siblings. Do you know if they passed? I don't. I have no idea who my real family is. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm, not getting, I'm not getting anything on parents, but Eric's showing me two siblings. Two siblings. Okay. From spirit. Okay. Could the parents still be alive? Is that what you're saying? I don't think so, because I'm 60. Okay. Well, you never know. All right, right. well, I, I don't know if you're getting anything, Ginger, but I can feel a female on Earth. Yeah. I'm going to say her mother. Oh. Mother's still her alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. 90. Like early 90s? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I can't just think I'm here. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, does the can you probe into her, the, the mother's mind? I mean, what, Eric, what is she thinking about giving her Jackie up for adoption? I'm getting a little bit of um, Alzheimer's, dementia. Okay. Right now with her is what I'm getting. Um, but if, um, if I... Eric is showing me that there was some kind of financial issue. She was very young, yeah. is what I'm getting, um, and it was very hard. Yeah. This was some one of the hardest things she ever had to do. Yeah, I can imagine. All right, well, I guess that's all we have time for. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Michelle, uh, oh. and of course, Gail. And Ginger. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you have been such a delight. And I hope this was awesome. I hope it, you weren't as nervous as you said you were gonna be because you pulled it off, man. You didn't seem like you were nervous at all. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank you everybody. Be sure you <coughs> I'm joking. I might be ready for my near death experience. <coughs> um be sure you hit the notification bell, share, and subscribe. And hit the like button, why not? I mean, you know, a like, couple of buttons pushes, big deal. <laughs> yeah. Love you all. Bye, Gail. Bye. Good luck to Michelle, my daughter, having her baby tomorrow night. Woo. Oh, yeah. Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.
Bye. Good night. Good night.